Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my transformational leadership podcast. You are getting to hear these last four episodes of 2021. I invite you to slow down and take inventory in your work, your life, and your faith as you prepare to finish this year well and begin 2022 invigorated and inspired. Listen in. Boy, haven't things gotten more complicated as the past couple of years have rolled past us, examining some of the things that we have taken for granted and realizing maybe they don't serve us well anymore. Interestingly enough, that's exactly what I want to talk to you about today. In this particular episode, I want to introduce or remind you of, depending on how you manage yourself, the idea of end of quarter, end of year reflections. Now, just as I mentioned, the Thanksgiving holiday in the United States has gotten kind of complicated as we've taken a more honest look at the origins of this holiday. So goes our habits of behavior and thought as we lead ourselves and others. Because we can get into a groove of doing things or thinking about things in a particular way that at one time served us well. However, they may no longer be as effective or as pertinent. So the idea of end of year reflection is to take the time to go back over the previous year and make note of what is working and what isn't working. And for this entire practice, I honestly want to remind you to focus on only one of those lists. So for today's exercise, let's focus on what's working, what's going well. Now, the reason I want to start there is because most of us have what's called a negativity bias. We are really good at finding what isn't working, what doesn't look good, what doesn't taste right, what doesn't smell right, what doesn't fit. We see the negative far more quickly than we acknowledge what's working well. So the saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, applies here except that what's missing is that we are not acknowledging it and being grateful for it. So in this week of, and this month of November and and gratitude and thankfulness being often bantered around, let's start with what's going well in your work and your life and your faith. So make this list, get specific. Don't just gloss over family and just put family, although that is an important uh, factor of what might be going well in your fam- in your life, rather. Be specific about what is going well. Name each person 
Name what's going well. This is creating a gratitude list, honestly. And if you come along as you're thinking of something that's going well and you bump into something that's not going well, don't focus on that. Write it on a separate list because we'll talk about that later. But get it out of your head so you're not distracted by what needs fixing because right now you're focusing on what's going well. When you think about your work life, is it the relationships that you have with your coworkers? Is it the productivity that you've been able to have in spite of a global pandemic? Is it the relationships that have been developed through this time of Zoom and WebEx calls or Teams? Name the things that are going well. One of the things that can happen when you've had this chance to focus on what's going well is recognizing how important it is to acknowledge those who have participated in making something go well. For example, this team of people that you work with or these family members that you live with, or maybe both things are true, Take the time to write them a thank you for the job well done, for the communication, for the the way that they keep doing their part, whatever it is. That is such an important acknowledgement, almost like a celebration, because when you receive that kind of information, you're reminded of the fact that you're important. And so when you do this for somebody else, you're giving them that gift. And so taking the time after you've written your list of what's going well to then acknowledge individually to the people that have helped make those things function or come to completion, whatever it might be, is so valuable for their peace of mind and their perspective of the work that they do and the contributions that they make. So take that time. You know, it's fascinating to me because as I work with my coaching clients, we start with either items of gratitude or celebrations or wins. Any of those three we we will talk about. And it's Fascinating how quickly they will gloss past those important acknowledgements until it has become a habit of thought. And then there's a shift, a shift away from focusing on what isn't working to a focus on acknowledging what is working. So give yourself the grace of recognizing that you have a negativity bias and that it can change. Because paying attention and taking action are crucial steps, no matter whether you're making a list of things that you're grateful for or a list of things that you know need to be fixed and attended to. 
that this idea of shifting your focus toward things you're grateful for has been written about in so many people's writings. But the one that really started me on this path of practicing gratitude was Anne Voskamp's book, 1000 Gifts. And that came out years ago. I don't even remember now, but the point of her challenge was to write down 1000 things that she was grateful for. And what shifted in her was her perspective. The end result, she was able to express gratitude for hard things that at one time she thought were awful things. And to be able to shift your perspective, even as your teammates or your family members don't do things as perfectly as you would like them, that shift in perspective gives you a chance to acknowledge all the things that are going well and then address the thing that isn't going well. I had a recent experience around the opposite of that when I approached someone who was doing work at our house and I didn't lead with all the things that were going well because we had a short time for a meeting. I thought it was best to just get to, hey, this needs to be fixed and this needs to be fixed and this needs to be fixed. Well, here's a true statement. We don't know what every person is carrying emotionally. And it didn't work out to be a good day for me to start with all the negative things. And that was a powerful awareness for me because it doesn't matter what my list of things is. It matters the person that I'm speaking to, not only how I speak, but what I say, what I talk about. So it was a good reminder to me of the value of leading with what's going well. Because interestingly enough, usually there's more that's going well if we're willing to look around than the one or two, maybe three, maybe five things that aren't going well they tend to take up more space in our awareness because we want to fix things. We want things to be moved into going well, but we look at what isn't going well. So as you practice this end of year reflection, start with that list of what is going well. Be sure to take time to let the people know specifically The old-fashioned idea of a handwritten note is so powerful. It does take time. It does take intention. Sometimes it takes a stamp and putting something in the snail mail. But that might be the one thing that happens in somebody's day that they treasure that took you 10 minutes or less of your time. So as you move into this week and look forward to having a day, maybe two days, maybe more, that you're not doing work that other people have given you to do, I hope you'll take the time 
to reflect on what's going well. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you for being here for this episode of Let Go Lean In. As I mentioned at the beginning, this is one of four episodes focusing on taking inventory. And I invite you in your preparation in this season to consider the ways that you both want to finish well and then begin again at the onset of 2022. And I invite you to consider joining a coaching group focused on using the Enneagram in application, not simply as a I know my number, but what difference does it make? And so in 2022, I will be hosting coaching groups focused on the Enneagram. And if you're at all interested in participating in that, you can message me through email at lisa at lisalewiscoaching.com and let me know that you're interested. I'll be posting other ways to sign up for a coaching group and all the details that are necessary to know whether or not it's something you can afford time-wise and finance-wise and emotion bandwidth-ways. Another offering I invite you to consider is if you are a member of a team or a leader of a team, you can use the Enneagram as a tool to help everyone on your team understand one another better, work more effectively together, and develop your team in their relationships with one another regarding respect, empathy, uh, consideration of what others need. It's an amazing tool and I am available to do team workshops either remotely or in person, depending on where we're at with COVID. So that's something for you to consider. And again, if you are interested in learning about either group coaching around the Enneagram or talking more about a team approach to using the Enneagram, you can contact me, Lisa, L-I-S-A, at lisalewiscoaching.com. Thanks for listening.